Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome on into an amazing and exciting episode of Behind the Voice because I'm joined by Michael right here, who played Batman in Gotham Knights. Thank you so much again for doing this. This is so incredible. Oh, you're welcome, and thank you for having me. It's uh, it's a pleasure to be here, and always an honor to to share my experience with others. So, um, thanks for bringing me on. You won't get a chance. Gotham is their city now. Me playing Gotham Knights, and I'm a big fan of DC, and obviously Batman. And, you know, when I played Gotham Knights, I was first of all very shocked to see, okay, Batman is gone. And I was like, well, that's great. Uh, but like, I, I just enjoyed how that um, it was quite different than how I've seen Batman before. So, you know, as Gotham Knight is out and a lot of people have played it, what do you feel about, you know, you, you know, recognized as Batman, a very big role in like superhero world, I guess you can say. Um, well, it's a dream come true, uh, an honor and, it, you know, not something you think you'll get to necessarily say in your lifetime, you know, you'd yeah. be like, I'm Batman. And, uh, <laughs> and that it, it's an honor. I mean, it really is an honor to get the opportunity to play a role like that. Um, so, you know, you're stepping into some big shoes to, uh, to, to do justice to all the people who've done it before and, and bring your own take to it. Um, so everything about just getting the opportunity to actually being Batman, um, and then waiting for an audience response, uh, to, to see how you're, how you're received for your version of it. Um, it's all amazing, intimidating, uh, and, uh, but, but very, very, um, I guess an incredible, uh, an incredible thing to participate in. So. That's so wonderful. I mean, was it ever a was it ever a moment where you're like, okay, I want I want this I'm Batman line in the game, or or just just want a small piece <laughs> <Of> like <course. laughs> it has to. I be. wish. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, um, you kind of you know like he's. I wish there was parts where I could say that, but you kind of find ways to say it in your own uh, with what you have in there. Yeah, uh, with the scripts they give you, like what what has that same feel to it, and um, like the part in the beginning or even in the end where they his final speech and you know he's like, to me that's where he, I felt I got an opportunity to bring my version of Batman out of him and uh, how he would take things. Um, I won't let you. So you know yeah. uh, that's that feel like I'm Batman. So. <laughs> <laughs> Like in your head is going like this is the moment of Batman. I said it. This is the moment. Yeah, <laughs> it's so cool. Like, is there is there like a secret or like a recipe or something that you have to prepare for in order to get that Batman voice or that maybe Bruce Wayne? I don't know. I don't know what that voice is, but like, is is there something that you did to get that voice? You know, I, I've said this a few times, um, and I'll, I'll share with you too. Like, the funniest thing for me was. Uh, I was playing Alexios in Assassin's Creed prior to this, yeah. and I was I auditioned for this when I was doing the Atlantis DLC for for oh. Assassin's Creed, and so I sent in an, a tape and an audition. I was only supposed to be it was a test, actually. I'll, I'll, uh, it wasn't even for like the game yet. It was only a test shoot. They needed someone to to do this Bruce Wayne scene. So they could send this in for approval. They hadn't had the game fully approved yet, and they wanted the whole thing. So I was a test actor. They tested in Canada across someone who could do this, and I sent in this thing. So I, I had previously, when I created Alexios, I, um, I wanted to bring out this feel of Batman, but a Greek Batman. Yeah. So... <laughs> I started off with creating Alexios under this thing of like, okay, where would that sit? I saw this picture um, they'd given me of this assassin and I was like, okay, get off, like deeper sound. So I bring it into my chest. And um, and so like I brought out this sort of Batman sort of sound and, um, and then I made him Greek. So that was where Alexios came from, was this sort of Greek 
yeah. uh, Batman. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and, and so I'd been working on that tone for a long time at that point, almost two years. And I found a place where it sat very naturally for me after a while. And I was, okay, here it is. So then I just took off the accent mm. and um, I made it more American, uh, proper American, because Bruce Wayne is more of an upper class kind yeah. of person. And so it sits deeper in the chest. And then I aged him a bit, and um, which just means you make things slower, elongate. <laughs> yeah. And so then I created Bruce out of out of that, and there's Bruce Wayne. So it's just that nice American, clean, deeper sound. Um, and then Batman comes out of there. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's which so... I, I actually wanted to keep Batman and Bruce in a similar range without yeah. changing him too much. Um, cause I really like how that had been done in the animated series. I was watching all the different versions and interpretations. I was like, I like when he doesn't mod, you can, they can modulate it, but mm -hmm. I don't want to modulate him too much. Um, I want him to be similar to his natural placement, maybe just the hair yeah. different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's great. I love that. It's like, you know, listening to your voice and like, yeah, that's, that's Batman. Uh, so it's so it's so cool just listening to it. And you mentioned like the animated series, and I love the Batman animated series. I think that's the only from the DC side. That's the only animated series I watched. And there's only one Marvel show I watched. These are only two of the animated shows I ever watched. Um, and on the Marvel side, it was Spider Man. But like, um, <laughs> had to be. It's like I'm a big Spider Man fan. But like, did you have like any inspirations like apart from maybe you watched those animated series? What were you like? What were you like? Biggest inspirations of you know getting into the role of Batman? Well, I did watch a lot of Kevin Conroy because he's the iconic sound yeah. uh, that everyone you know feels like they love that that version of Batman. But even Kevin had a lot of different interpretations because he'd done some film versions of Batman. Apart from the series, he'd done a lot of other sort of versions, just like Mark Hamill's done a lot of versions of his Joker yeah. um, through through the different projects he's been a part of and um so i noticed that i was like okay here's his young bruce here's his old bruce here's this and i was like okay and then i just started branching out to all the other actors that i could find who'd play batman and listening to all their interpretations uh, i really liked roger craig smith who also played Ezio, who i use as a uh foundation for alexios as well because of mm -hmm. that his older version of Ezio, I liked that deep tonality. Um, it was in Italy, so close to Greece. So I, yeah. I wanted to keep a feel similar to that. Um, and and so he had a great Batman as well. And I was like, okay, he has a really good sound. because And he did the Arkham yeah. series. Yeah, Arkham Games um, too. Yeah. And, you know, and now I've become friends with Roger. And I uh, just got to meet Kevin right before he passed away, sadly. Um, and it felt like a little, you know, past the torch. So I was very grateful and uh yeah they were great great people to to use for me a, a, as you know a, as a foundation because it's different voice works different than film and television yeah and that all has its own style of performance as well and i like what all those actors have brought to it but i i definitely used more the the um the voiceover performers as my my basis and grounding but i wanted to make the character because it was motion capture performance capture yeah as well i wanted to bring out more um how do i put it uh there, there's a quality that's happening in performance capture that is filmic yeah. uh so it's not just vo anymore it's not just voiceover when you perform slightly different when it's just voiceover to when you're actually in a motion performance capture suit mm -hmm. and performing as you would be on film so i wanted to bring that uh realism and and slight more subtlety to the performance than just like very stoic Batman, blah, blah, blah. Like I wanted to bring a, a more natural quality to it. And, and because it is the end of his life, um, it was really important that I, I find this balance between subtlety and uh, truth and performance. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's wonderful. Uh, is it, is it, uh, which is more fun for you to do like performance capture i guess or like just voiceover is it like much more fun to just do what you did here or just performance down? capture yeah is it because you just push push out all of your energy yeah. in it i've been doing performance capture for 20 years and uh it, it you know i started in theater so it was that's where i 
began my whole career and then went to pr- my first big job was on a motion capture stage uh, for Lord of the Rings for yeah. a video game. And then I got into animations. Then I was pursuing a film and television career. And after all the years, like performance capture has become my, it was my bread and butter. It became my thing, my niche. I really loved the idea of donning other people onto me. <laughs> so like your body became a puppet suit. Yeah. And, um, and, and yeah, I didn't need a puppet. I didn't need to put something on top of me. Like I, all I needed was my mind. You put me in this tight suit with balls all over it in a black room with lights and everywhere. <clears throat> and the rest was up to me. Yeah. I didn't need wardrobe. I didn't need, you know, I didn't need anything actually other than my mind and my other actors to perform with and that connection. And the rest was in your imagination. And so it was kind of like a high, the highest form of theater because it's slightly performed like you would for theater and you're in a theater in the round black box. Um, So there's this, and you don't have to consider the cameras all the time as you would for a film where it's a super tight close up and you have to do everything behind the eyes here. Your body's fully included and captures all of it. So it became this weird fusion between theater and film and, uh, and voiceover. So it like had all three things combined into one and it's a playground where I didn't have to think about makeup, the way I look, how's this, that, blah, blah. So it's just about the craft. Yeah. And is it believable? Because they're going to animate that being. And it doesn't matter. I'm this Greek guy. I'm not necessarily going to get to play Bruce Wayne for a film. As cool as that would be, I, I know my role. <laughs> it's like, Hey, you never know. Great, you, know? <laughs> you never know. Diversity there could be, make, there could be make a, a Greek mul- Bruce Wayne. Yeah, there could be like a whole <laughs> multiverse thing, and you know, there's gonna be Bruce Wayne from this earth and whatever. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I'm all down for it. And um, but as far as a general aspect, it's uh, you know, it's an opportunity to play something I wouldn't necessarily get to play uh, if, if it was just film. And you can don on any mask in performance capture, any mask. As long as it's believable, you tell the truth, do your best. And they animate that being, and the audience believes it, you can be anything. So I find that to be one of the most fun venues to be in. Yeah, that's it's crazy. I just watched the behind the scenes footage. I'm like, yeah, that must be so fun. And I my interest, you know, you know, picks up and I'm like, uh, just that's just interest. I I probably am better staying behind the scenes just watching it because I'm definitely not an actor. <laughs> Don't get there <laughs> I, I, because I've, I've been in a position where like, I like it so much. And when I, I was like, I must, I, I'm going to do this. And when I research it, this is too much. This is definitely not my playground. So like, what was I thinking? <laughs> so that goes Well, on. even I watch some people, you know, behind the scenes and I get inspiration and in, like Benedict Cumberbatch's smog. Oh. I just watch all the time and just his embodiment in it. I am fire. <laughs> I am death, you know, whatever. And I'm just in it. I'm like, oh, dude, gives me goose. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I start working harder to like bring that out in my stuff where I'm, <laughs> um, I want to be that invested and uh, committed. Like I see other performers of high caliber doing the same thing. And, and yeah, we get inspired too. And even I can feel intimidated. So don't worry. It happens. Oh, it's, it's <laughs> we all get it. The whole thing I see, like, that's very intimidating. I'm like, ah, that's good. I'm not pursuing that. I probably would yeah. be. Uh, <laughs> I started, I start off and my graph just goes all the way down steeping. So, uh, but oh, yeah, no, you'll see me and you, me. I'm like a guy in the garage being like, okay, I'm going to sit here and practice till I get that sound. Like, you know. I feel your air. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm gonna, I'm gonna figure out how he's doing this until yeah. I can figure it out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta get through that. Yeah. Um. So, but you have done. You said motion capture. Like you must have seen like the evolution of like motion capture from from Lord of the Rings that game till now. Like in Batman, like that evolution. Huge. What do you think about that? Huge, huge difference. It's the general idea is the same. It's just the technology yeah. that that captures it has has just vastly changed. But the general concept of it all is still the same. Same aspect of performance, except it's just gotten more subtle. Like I said, it's more filmic now. They capture every they can capture everything. So um, back then it was only motion capture. 
There was no head cameras. They couldn't capture your your facial movements. So they'd have to record all of that stuff in a chair. When I started, you'd be sitting on the spot. You can't really move around. And like you just like it's all here. And you they put these gummy dots. I called them snot balls and they glue them to your face, basically. And you just sit in a chair making all these funny facial movements and them capturing everything that way. That was that was when I first started. And nowadays it's it's gone to the point where <clears throat> Batman in particular, <clears throat> um, they just the first day you arrive, they dot your face, they have the camera. They capture all your facial movements. It's called a facial ROM, uh, range of movement. They capture all your facial movements, and um, they have a full script you have to follow. It takes a while, and then once it's in, they lock it in. That's it. So all your facial movements are now like in there, and they have a tiny little camera with no light shining in your face anymore, like they they used to. I'll give an example after, but and it's not as obtrusive as they used to be. It's graves. No, it's really simple to act with now. And I know in 10 years, we're not even going to have the facial cameras. That's going to be gone. They'll just capture you based on the room where like other studios I work with have like a full head camera with three lights on them, all, you know, with the three cameras, with three lights, all blasting your face while you're acting. Yeah. And, uh, it, you know, you have to learn to work through that and see through that and act with your other partner without feeling blinded. Um, and it's just an obstacle you get around. It's, it, it, but once you get used to it, it's a little easier. But I'm seeing the progression. The progression has been really neat. They used to have these uncomfortable helmets five years ago, <laughs> six years ago. They hurt the temples. I was ex like so hard on the sides of the head because um, they were still figuring out how to make them really, really comfortable. 3D yeah. printing has also changed the game now. Completely. So, contraptions they used to have were like metal and big and like now it's just 3d print these little things and they like all sit and you're like oh these are great um so we just yeah watching how things have changed in 20 years has been has been really neat and as people who are arriving now to it for their first time actors you like they have no idea all the <laughs> stuff that came before like oh this is great yeah you're like never you don't know what it was like to have these blinding red lights all over the room before they change the lighting systems. You have headaches by one o'clock plus the camera gear, like just busting into the sides of your temples after four hours of pressure. So you're like, ah, oh, and you have to move the cameras off your head, just like in between takes and then bring it back down. So <clears throat> it's been a lot. It's gotten so, so much better. Um, and I'm very grateful because uh, it was a lot of obstacles to get around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the new actors, you'd be, you'd be like, yeah, you have no idea what pain I have to go through. I'm yeah, <laughs> just enjoying yeah, yeah. the good things Even right the now. the test subjects yeah. for 20 years <laughs> to get here. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm happy that it, it sounds like a pain, like the previous versions like sound like a pain, like, you know, the helmet sitting on your head for so long, and then you can take it out. It's, it's a kind of relief, like, oh my God, it's gone. Uh, so yeah. I'm, I'm happy that it's, that uh, part of it is like gotten a little better. Yes, it has. Yeah, that's, that's immensely better. <laughs> and, and and I love the technology. Holy crap! Like it, everything looks so detailed, and everything can be captured so well. And it's like wow, like we have gone so far. And you know, I, I'm like also loving that a lot of more actors are also getting involved um, in video games now. Uh, and then video games also going to. Uh, the TV shows and movies like The Last of Us got into a series and like there's so much stuff happening. Uh, like, what do you think? Like, you know, this merge in some way of like video games and like movies or Hollywood, I guess, um, how, how that has been changed from then till now. Well, what I really liked in regards to, say, like The Last of Us was that they did their best to honor the game. Yeah. They added some things like, you know, they've elongated, I think, that relationship storyline uh, with the couple, the two guys. Mm -hmm. um, they added some stuff, but they did it in really respectful ways. And they created something I thought that was really, really cool to see that you didn't have to change the game storyline that much to make it a TV series or to make it a yeah. movie. You can actually take that template and just learn how to transfer it and make slight adjustments to make it work for film and television. Um, Cause I know games don't necessarily always have the same uh, storyline narratives that, to follow as, as the script structure of a film and TV, but 
you can sort of adjust them to make them work without dishonoring the game. And I really like that about Last of Us. And even The Witcher, which I didn't play the game, but I, 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 and I know there's books as well. I really, more than anything, respect um, Henry Cavell's approach to like yeah. honoring yeah. that before the TV series, you honor the story before the, you know, the money and before whatever you want to influence that story with by social narratives and society and modern day, this and that, blah, blah, blah. Someone wrote a story. That story is awesome. Someone turned that into a game and honored the story and they made it awesome. All we have to do is take the template of the game, transfer it into a TV series and keep it consistent to a really well-written story, but now make it work in that format. If you can do that, I mean, you've you've just got a a structure for success. And I think it's awesome because you're now taking these really really creative and and, and incredible stories that haven't been given the the venue to to be seen um, in film and TV and and you're bringing them over. Just honor them because I've just seen so many versions bastardize great, great games. You know, you ruin them. I'm sorry, you turn in television, you had all these crazy ideas when you could have just taken what was there and almost carbon copied it exactly. onto a movie. Yeah. And everyone would have been happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there would have been no curse of like video game curse that has never been, no video game can ever turn into a movie curse <gasps> that people talk about, which sort of well, flash of it. it. Yeah, that, yeah, they're breaking it. Yeah. And, and, and I, love I think that. it's great. Yeah, I am, I'm happy for it. For, because the last of us start started it and I'm like really excited to see where it goes uh, because it's like a God of War TV series possibly like happening. So I'm like super excited for all of this um, things going to movie like Super Mario got into the movie and a lot of people. Yeah, love that looks that. good. I want to see yeah. it. I heard people loved it. I so haven't seen it yet. yet. And like a lot of people saying like, it's great. Like you got to see it. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to gonna have to wait for a little bit. <laughs> and that's where the tech is getting even cooler with Unreal Engine um, yeah. coming into the game. Now with Unreal, like what's going to stop us from making full cinematic films with an Unreal Worlds with actors doing performance capture oh. and you create these characters with performance capture, but now you've created these whole worlds in Unreal and you can make TV series or movies all in that world. I'm like, why not? Yeah. Now you can take that game and literally make it a movie. Um, that would be more serious. Yeah. That. I, would, I would love to see that because you're right like it, Unreal Engine right now looks so insane they can literally just turn into a movie a game that continues to movie it would be crazy if that ever happens like I would love to go back and do Assassin's Creed like that storyline with Cassandra and everything and, oh yeah uh, and just make it a film yeah in Unreal that would be super cool be so cool yeah put on Netflix here's a series the <laughs> you know their, their journey of to like you know that family storyline, Cassandra and and Alexios, yeah. um, and all the whole thing, uh, and it would make a really cool. I just think it would make an incredible, either film or little mini series on Netflix. You could do it with all the Assassin's Creed games. That's true. You can do that with all the Assassin's Creed. And speaking of Assassin's Creed, like I know you, I played uh, the games and I loved your character, and I played both sides of it. Alexios and also well Cassandra and I was like oh yeah <laughs> I, I played at Alexios at first and I was like I wanted to check out like probably last year or earlier this no last year I, I wanted to go back and play and I was like what if I played the other character Cassandra and I was like yeah let's try it yeah. on I, I loved it so like what was that like like you know being part of Assassin's Creed it's such a big franchise my god and I loved the very initial games and I stopped playing it for a little while because there were too many games. And then the later game came out, which was just completely different. So what was that like, like an experience of being in the Assassin's Creed world? It was great. You know, what a cool brotherhood of people. Because every once I found it was even announced that I was the character, like all the other assassins came out of the woodwork and like congratulating and i'm friends with them like victoria atkin and i are friends paul amos and i are friends abu and i are friends you know like all these people from previous games just started coming out you're like oh this is cool um (laughs) which i didn't expect and uh you know i know again like batman you're jumping onto something big you know people have this big feel what do you bring into the table and bringing your own take of it um 
big, big shoes to fill. Incredible game. Also, because it was ancient Greek, it was like really big for me yeah. uh, to, to kind of honor my heritage and have an opportunity to do something like that was was really, really special. Uh, I think I think the two biggest things I got out of that were my relationship with Cassandra Melisanti and I are like besties. She's like family. Um, and and bringing Greece to life and having the opportunity to be a part of that, like yeah. in a way that people could pick up a controller and go through that ancient world and see everything. And I cried when I saw it all happening because I grew up seeing all those places and now if someone brought them to life yeah, with color and 3D models and you're like, oh my God, this is what it looked like. <laughs> um, so for me, it was very special. Uh, and to make Malacca world famous. Yeah. Malacca. World famous. <laughs> That's wonderful. You know, Scarface gets his thing. Everyone gets their thing. <laughs> I got my luck. <laughs> oh man, uh, that is. I just loved the whole entire world and everything about about the this Assassin's Creed game, and I enjoyed it so much, and I died quite a lot. But like, it was it was <laughs> hard not to. <laughs> it's hard not to. Like, I don't know. I don't know how people play it. Like, I'm I'm horrible as. <laughs> I'm just horrible in general and when I play games. So it's this beer. Oh wow. So cool. <laughs> Jesus. Did you ever use that ever like in your house or something with you? Like Oh yeah, all the time. My kids. You got a problem? <laughs> Pull out the spear. <laughs> okay. And then they take it from me and chase me. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> this is this is this was like a um like it's such a great piece of yours and like your kids use it and then just chase you, which is like hilarious. <laughs> like, yep. That's, that's why you do video games. <laughs> but, um, but like, um, I have, you know, you speaking of like all the games that you've you mentioned about, like uh, some of the games that you have, uh, you know, been a part of these games and you have also mentioning some other games. Did you play games in general? I used to, when I was younger, I played, I like to play games. I was a big first person shooter type thing um i loved metal gear solid siphon filter uh what other ones i could think off the top of my head but i i really liked first person and then as life took over i and then you know family kids i ha't had the time because i'm a creative i really like to create so whatever time i get to do i'm either studying spiritual wisdom you know esoteric knowledge history and uh or basically creating, writing my own stories, writing my own things. And to find time with family, kids, that career to play games has been an obstacle. So I, I watch a lot of games um, so I can keep up with things. So I see how things are working. I see the style. I do that. And that keeps me informed of the worlds and, you know, what's happening. But I don't get a chance to actually sit down and play them because, you know, if you play Assassin's Creed, you know, it's going to be that's a 50 hour minimum oh, investment. Um, it's a long game. These are yeah, long games. I, one guy sent me 500. His thing, I finished everything 500 hours, everything <laughs> complete. It's like, holy, <laughs> like, that's, that's wild. I like kudos. Um, kudos. Yeah. I, I, I don't know I how people. Yeah, I don't know how people get so much of time. Like, I, I play games surely, but like, no, I don't have enough time to play. 500 hours of a game like it's so it sounds so much and especially even if like another assassin's creed game comes out i'm like i know these games are long i don't know if i will have enough time to give to that game because they're so long so it's so hard to finish any game nowadays if, if there's some games just that don't require too much time to finish it i'll probably play it but these games so much to do yeah yeah, it's like you're you're jumping into worlds, and then I got to learn how to use all the controllers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's another hassle. Like, oh my god, especially when right? I... you got to like learn all the things for each game. You're like, oh, okay, <laughs> okay, yeah. That that's gonna that's gonna take a while on its own, and then you have to like, oh, you have so much to do. Like, that's great, and that you, it's like when you get into the game, and if you started really liking it, then there's no going back, and then you have to like, I have to finish this. I've got to give time. Like, it's, it's a whole deal, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's, it's like starting job. a series and not finishing it. So it exactly. better be good. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, so in terms of like all the video games that you have been a part of and a part of other games as well, like Far Cry Six, also you're a part of. Um, yeah. Like, what was like? 
what is it like for you to be like be a part of game or do you have, and like so far like what has it been for you like i know you've done movies and stuff as well and tvs and but like what what is it for you like being part of video games that uh, maybe probably made it special i mean for me it's 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 probably an interesting answer um i i like video games because it still still has huge respect for the craft um they might not realize it on the programming side of things and the creative like of making games but for the actor like myself like we really more than i can say for film and tv in some aspects because there's a lot that goes into film and television with editing and style and this and that like there's there's a ton and not to say it doesn't matter in both but there's like i said it's me in a black box with nothing to help me but my mind yeah and my body and so i love that element that it's really it's it you have to be a skilled craftsman um in the acting field to at least be able to to jump into other characters and not just play your one character but to be like can you do this? Can you do this? Can you do And I've played so many different things because I've helped build libraries of movements. I've helped build all these different things for other games. And during that, you have to do a ton of different um, physical characteristics, uh, play many different characters to, to fill those libraries of old people, young people. Um, and I, I think that aspect of, of play um I can only find it in performance capture. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the craft, I really get to explore in here and push myself, push myself. There was one game. I can't say what one yet, but uh, we had to do in the beginning of all the lockdown stuff, like maybe halfway through the lockdown, quarter way through the lockdown, somewhere in there. And um, the studio wouldn't allow any actors at the studio. They didn't want to have any outside people. So they eventually opened up and said, okay, we'll hire one actor. And that actor has to fulfill all of the requirements of the scene. But we're only going to give them a, you know, a four-hour window to shoot. So you have to arrive at eight, you get ready, or whatever whatever time it was, eight or nine, you arrive, and then you have to shoot, and you'll be done by two. Um, all the stuff we need, uh, because we only want them in there and that includes shooting and prepping for four hours. That's all you get, basically. It was like wow. whatever it was. It was like your two hour and something shoot. And you're like, that's all we want. So they're like, okay, there's five main characters and 12 background characters, and they're all unique, different people. Yeah. What can we do? And so this is where I get really excited. Is someone goes like, who can do this? Who <laughs> gives me a call? They're like, oh, he can because he understands what that means. So I get a call. I'm like, can you do this? I'm like, I, I don't know. Let's, <laughs> let's find out. Um, <laughs> and so I'm playing five main characters in a scene, all interacting with each other, physical body movements, each different for each different person. Um, and so we pre-record with other actors' voices, including my own, to play the characters. And then I memorize all of their lines, all of the way they they intonate their lines, timing, and I build a physical um, performance for each of them while their voices are happening. And then I do one character at a time and have it all playing out in my head, knowing what each person is doing at each point as I've created it all in my world. One person has to punch another guy in the face. I have to get hit in the face, that exact angle from that way so that it all matches up in post. And this person's gonna look at this person at this moment. So then I'm doing that and acting later by myself. And then at that moment, I have to look over at that person. Like, so creating all this stuff and then all the background characters and this and like, so it was, to me, that was, that was heaven. Um, <laughs> an obstacle to meet a challenge of such, but it's all about the craft yeah. and pushing your abilities to like, can I do this? Sitting in my garage and memorizing, planning, getting it all set up and then arriving on the day. I got two hours. Can I pull off five main characters, everything plus all the sub, you know, and we nailed it. Damn. And, uh, yeah. That's amazing. That sounds so much to me. <laughs> it's like, Oh my God, you had to do so much 
but it used to make it sound also easy. Like I did it. Like it was, it was fine. I did five characters until like it was so like we are so much in this, and I just, just love it. But like I don't know. Well, man, prep, 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 <laughs> preparation. <laughs> you know, people say it's easy. It's not easy. It's a ton of work. Yeah. But you make it look easy because you got to put in. You got to put in that time, that prep, and uh, so that it is easy. Yeah, I cannot and, imagine like how much I mean, you, it definitely must take a lot of time to like prep on all these things and figure out what to do because I mean you have done it so well and I cannot believe like you had to go through this project. I was like, wow, that's insane because to me it sounds like I can't I there's no way. There's no way I will be able to even do think about this. <laughs> like I'm probably like I have to do that. Like, okay, bye. Like I'm probably not. So it's like, <laughs> but you know, you have like that much passion and then you want to do it and then you have that. It's so amazing to just listen to that. Um, that you you figured that out and you did it and you enjoyed it as well. So did you ever like in general, like when you were doing all these motion capture or or video games or um uh, in movies and everything, whenever you have like especially these new challenges that you have to do, were you ever like Yeah, have that moment where you're scared or like you have like anxiety going on or or is it like you always take it as a challenge and like I can do this I'll just have to figure it out or what does go I mean you definitely have it's a it's a fusion uh I think you can get these feelings of overwhelm that can come up for you especially um leading up to the shoot or leading up to those times where you feel like okay there's a lot of pressure uh you know batman hit me a few times on my in my preparation days, I was like, Oh, overwhelmed with like, you know, thinking yeah. about external perceptions on you. And you're like, I have to cut that out. I can't, I can't. Cause it hurts. It's too, just too much to think about what other th- people think about you. Um, and there are times on different sets. I think on assassins, I had a couple where I felt really, um, that pressure uh, of uncertainty and, you have to take it with stride and you have to be gentle with yourself because it, it, it's, it's not easy putting yourself on the line on everything. Um, you know, hoping that it's going to be received well, or they're going to take it or whatever is going to happen is between the process of you doing a, re- a record, whether it's film or TV and it, whatever, how it's going to be um, presented in the end, you've got no control over. And uh, yeah, there are times where you you can definitely feel, I remember on assassins in one particular scene, like I remember when our mom was that we kill our mother. Do you remember that yeah. scene? If you, the end, if you choose that path. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Melisanti was, she did a beautiful performance and it was hard not to feel like you're being um, called to be like as good as someone else. You're like, Oh, she did so good. Can I even, you know, yeah. in that moment, you're like, I need to be that and is or better. I need to be that or better. It's not. It's not. I need to be whatever. It's like that's how you feel inside. So you're like that pressure inside. Like she had tears. I remember her dots were like streaming down, like because they had these ink dots, and it, it hit her. Um, <laughs> it hit a tear, and the tear grabbed the dot, and it was like <laughs> pulling the streaking dots down her face during the take, and I was laughing so hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like on the side, but it was also like, and to me, tears aren't coming. I'm like, why are my tears coming? <laughs> and, I gotta uh, do something quick, <laughs> right? Like somebody get me. No, but it's uh, but you know, and 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 uh, you you, it's an easy field to feel like you're not, um, doing your best, and it's so easy to to, to be hard on yourself. And as an actor, it's it's it that that's probably one of the the biggest obstacles we have is is internal talk and how we we treat ourselves really like so i do my best to treat everything like you said like a a challenge and obstacle but also breathing through it and be like as long as i'm showing up i've done the homework and i can let go and do my best and connect with someone if i can really connect with someone then i can kind of forget about it Because all I'm really aiming for at that point, I've done the homework, I've done everything I can, I've put it all in, and now I'm showing up and connecting. And that connection is, is, is that last ingredient that I can only do in the moment um, with the other person. There's nothing I can, I can um, pr- 
pre pre due to, to, to that moment other than my homework. And in that moment, it's now it's in the now and in the now. And if I can get to that now with someone else, I can throw it away. If I feel like I accomplished that, I can throw it away and um, let it go and feel good and wait till it shows up and watch it and go, okay, all right, good. That, that, that felt honest. It felt true. And if we can accomplish at least that seed, that's my job. That's my ingredient to the whole production. Yeah, that's, that's true. It's, it's so hard, as you mentioned, it's so hard to not go into that mindset of, not exactly mindset, but like not go into that thought process that goes into your head, like, okay, all the negativities that goes into your head, you probably, you like, it's, it's you, you're trying to think positive, at least for me, like when I'm trying to think positive, like I can do this. And then there's a voice in my head, like, remember that time where you screwed up? Like, oh yes. And then it goes back like, haha, you're going to screw. And so it's like it, that, that, <laughs> that thing keeps on going. And like, it's so hard to figure that, that part out where you have to block that. And then just remember that you, you can do the best as you can to, with whatever you have prepared, like remember what you have prepared, what you have done, what you have done, and good things in the past, and all that stuff. Um, so it's it's definitely hard, and I I struggle with with a lot, especially even today. Like right before this call, I would I was getting nervous. I was like, I've done this before, and I was like, I've done this before, and I'm like all these things, and I'm like, but what if like that there was another interview and that happened, and I was not able to connect that well. What if that happens again? And it's like all those things always crawls up to my head so that's why i always like I, I feel like a lot of people who are either acting and whatever profession they are they have must have been going through this um the dealing this kind of like things in their head like when they are trying to do something or when, whenever they're in certain projects and i think like maybe this you know uh sharing this story a little bit might help them out uh, as well to you know proceed with whatever they're trying to do a little bit better if possible well, if we're going to go there, I'll add in one element of, you know, <laughs> your presence and your groundedness is going to is going to be influenced by your thoughts and your breath. Most of us don't breathe enough. And when we don't breathe, we actually end up creating a lot of mind activity. And so if we could free kind of center our, our presence back into our hearts and like our bodies and breathing and grounding, it'll presence us, which is one of the fastest ways out of the mind yeah. is your breath. And so getting back to your breathing, even if you're thinking about breathing, at least you're, you're focusing on one thing. Uh, so that's just a simple, because there's lots of tips and tricks. I have many tools that like help me get out of my head, um, which are valuable and changed my life and help me through whatever process I'm going through to help me in the moment. Like even before we get on this uh, calls, like I have, a, I have a sit down process. It takes me a minute and it's, if you want it, more on it, there's a really great um, book or audiobook. I'm just finishing with her right now. It's by Farzana Jaffer Jaraj and uh, it's called I Cheat at Meditation. It's 30, it's really just a minute and people see me doing this on set or before my auditions and everything. And I look like I'm possessed. <laughs> uh, no joke. I guess well, I'll show it to you so you can see it in your audience. Uh, but why don't you do it with me actually? Um, so I'll show you once and then you're going to do it. And then this is for all your audience. This is help ground you into the present moment, change your frequency from, I think, um, alpha or to alpha or Data, I can't remember which one it is. But, um, <laughs> it basically, changing your frequency to slow down um, from a high frequency to just a more chill, relaxed one. And when you can do that and be more present with another person, that actually will take care of most of the work for you. That's most of the mind things, most of that stuff, because you're like, oh, I'm just right here. Mm -hmm. Get into, I'm just right here. It takes us out of like, Oh, I, I'm thinking about the future. What's this going to do for me? Or I'm thinking about the past. What happened before this and the, and like. Wait, I'm, I'm, I'm the only place I am right now is right here. Yeah, the present itself. So I'm gonna get more here. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Okay, so breathe out. Okay, you're gonna take a deep breath in. Full breath. Hold it. Don't let it out. Hold it. 
Okay, now what you're gonna do next is you're gonna look up under your eyelids like this. I'm gonna show you open-eyed, but you're just gonna keep your eyes closed, look up under your eyelids while holding your breath, okay? And you're gonna relax your jaw and then your shoulders, and then you're gonna let it out. Good, so you do that three times, do one more, okay? Breathe in. Look up under your eyelids as high as you can without lifting your chin up, okay? And relax your body, relax your shoulders, relax your jaw. Hold it, hold it, looking up under your eyelids. When you're ready, let it go. Why not? Do one more for fun. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm actually liking this. This is really cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want to waste your audience's time, but three of those in a row. Um, that's the key. Three of those in a row. Take your time with it. You'll feel lightheaded. You might feel weird. Your eyes will start to flicker under your eyelids. Yeah. That's good. If your eyes are flickering under your eyelids and stuff, you're like, well, you're actually, it's good. Everything's shifting. And then by the third one, your body, you want it to feel like your shoulders down, your body relaxing, everything relaxing, relaxing before you let it out. Mm. So the jaw is key, relaxing the jaw and just looking up under your eyelids, um, holding the breath, full breath and let it out. Do three of those. I guarantee you're going to be like, in a totally different headspace. Definitely. I mean, doing that twice itself, or even first at time, it was like, I felt calmer. I felt like, okay, I'm more present somehow. Like, it just, it felt good. <laughs> and I, like, that's a great thing to do. I would probably, now I'm going to add that. I'm going to tell to some of my friends, like, you know, this is great. This is something I did in, in, in talking to someone <coughs> so good. Like, it's, it's, it, it works. And I, I think this is, this is going to be really helpful for me. So I'm going to add that <laughs> to my daily routine. Good. Awesome. That's You're amazing. welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I learned something from something, someone great. That's amazing. Um, but, you know, thanks for that. And, you know, uh, going back to like, you know, voice acting, I, I always like, I had like a small amount of interest. I was talking about before, like how I was, I would get inspired by, you know, uh, motion caption and stuff like that. I was very much inspired by voice acting at one point. And I went, I did like a small, I didn't do it like it was from an online course and I watched a little bit of it and I completed it. And uh, so what was, and, and a lot of people do voice acting. I know some of my friends are trying to do voice acting. What would be like kind of like your biggest advice in terms of voicing or maybe even performance in general in video games? Okay, you're going to get into voice acting. You're going to have to get over one thing yourself because you have to be crazy. Um, <laughs> that's number one I, crazy. I, I don't i don't even mean that sarcastically you have to be willing to be crazy um if you want to be a successful voice actor which means get out of you as far as you can and be willing to step into the unknown of crazy um and uh so that that would be my first thing so be willing to be crazy and enjoy it and thrive in it and have fun in it because they want crazy um, they don't, you know, and if you can do that, great step. Second mindset, if you're, whatever you're going to go to in life, whatever you're going to dive into in life, you're the only one who has to believe it. That's right. And until you believe it, no one else will. That's, actually so that's the other thing. So mindset is like, I am this, I'm going to do this. I'm going to become this. And I, I'm. I trust that whatever form of higher intelligence you want to use as your um, avenue for request, whether it's God in any form you look at it, um, is working with you for your greatest good, for the betterment of all. And you trust, like asking you shall receive kind of trust. Um, and you walk towards that and do everything that you want in your in your field um, of awareness, your life is a mirror and will reflect back what you are. Opportunities, things, and you just start walking towards that dream. Okay, yeah. crazy, because it's you gotta be crazy. Um, and then mindset, what I'm becoming, and become that, and walk towards it, knowing that it's all there for you. And then practice, everything is towards that. So you're changing basically your paradigm, your shift. Mm. You're, you're shifting to one way of being to another. So everything you're going to do is in alignment to that. Those are the two most important things before you even pick up script. 
Yeah. Okay. Next thing is go watch what other people do. See if you can do what they do. See if you can play voices, do that. And like, see, okay, I've got the talent or the skill in this. And if I do, okay, well now what do I got to do next? I got to find the right teachers. I got to find the right venues to like really hone my craft and get skilled at this. Uh, so there's lots of places you can find for that. Like I teach, uh, there's a school I teach at on the mic in Vancouver. Um, I also teach with Victoria Atkin on her, uh, Vancouver, I'm sorry. Um, I'm just blanking out on the name of it right now. Performers, uh, a performance capture. You can find it through the performance capture podcast. She has her own thing. We have an e-course, uh, Victoria Atkin and I have created, which I really actually suggest to all people who want to get into this. Our e-course is fantastic. Um, it'll give you all the, the necessities of getting into this field of video games, especially it's voiceover for video games with some motion capture and performance capture elements to help you understand, but, a, a very strong course for all the foundational things you'll need, uh, of stepping into this world before you even get into the field, you'll have all the basics you'll need, all of them. And then from there, it's just expanding on those and getting other teachers and other people to help, um, you hone your craft even better. Um, so those would be my first, my first steps. And then after that, all the other things that are required, like demos and all these things that you need to help people sh showcase your work, but there's no point showcasing work without the foundation um, before it. Yeah, that's right. That's it. That's nicely said. I love that you have like a, you, you, of course, like an e-course for video games. That'd be great. I would definitely love to share with some of the people that I know who are trying to, uh, you know, get into voice acting as well. So that would be very helpful for them. Um, I'll send you the link after so you can have it. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. But, you know, it's it's been wonderful talking to you about everything, voice acting, about video games and, you know, about this amazing breathing exercise that I got to do. It just makes me feel so better. So thank you so much for taking the time for talking to me about this. This has been an absolute pleasure for me. Oh, good. It was a pleasure for me too. Thanks for letting us riff and like just uh, add in a lot of stuff that probably wasn't about, you know, Batman, but uh, <laughs> it was great. <laughs> you never know. Maybe that's that's what Batman was absolutely hiding and nobody knew. And this, this was it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, empower other people. That's what Bruce Wayne would do. That's um, right. Empower other people. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool I'm, I'm just super excited to see what what's next for you um maybe you're working in some video game maybe you're not but i'm just looking forward to what's next uh and i'm, I'm just excited to get to if that game or whatever comes out i'll get excited to get to experience it oh thanks man i am too i'm i'm i think that was a phone call and i'm i'm fingers crossing it's something uh that i'll get to tell you about in the future so um Yes. I'll keep you posted. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Thank you so much, guys, for listening to this interview with this amazing voice actor. It is so incredible that I get to share their story on how they work as a voice actor and their performance in the video game. It's just amazing in its own to talk to a voice actor who worked in these awesome video games. So if you enjoyed this podcast, I would highly appreciate if you could give it a follow and also share it with your friends or whoever who likes video games. And if you want to watch the video version of this very much interview, you can check it out on YouTube by the name Game in Madness. Thank you once again for listening and I'll see you guys in the next interview.